It is Friday, July 22nd, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today, presented to you by these guys over at Shady Rays. Not only the best-looking shades in the entire business, but when you sit on them in your car and you break them or you lose them, they will replace them. That is Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. We are joined by producer Diane and intern Alden as well. What's going on, man? You good? You were just cleaning out your earbuds. Did you get all the earwax out of them? Yeah, it's disgusting. You know, you don't think Necessary. you have to do that. Then you look at it and you're like, hey, I better clean those things up. Speaking of looking good and cleaning things up, Dan Rourke, new haircut. Uh, yeah. Looking real nice. Alden looks like a mess. We got to get these kids Everyone's got to be cleaned up, okay? This is a professional show here. You're still upset because our intern, Alden, who's six foot five, almost six six, came and looked. What did he tell you at the uh, John Boy Media All Star Game party? Why you such like a little B word, I think is what he called No, me. he didn't. He did not. Oh, say he didn't that say that? Oh, that's what I felt like he said. Nah, Alden would never do that. He's a good boy. All right, let's get to it. Before we get to our five questions, did you see our guy Yelly, what he posted on social media? You know, he said he's been a brewer's uniform for four years now and he's never had the chance to go down bernie brewer's slide until the other day how did you get to go down the slide before an mvp did well it's not like he couldn't do this before i think he's been uh you know kind of distracted by other things like baseball i love yelly i love his social media game because every once in a while he'll just put out some bangers like this is one this one's okay like you know he got me on the april fool's uh, there yes, was that one did. thing like with the lockout where he's like, Oh, I got to go play baseball. Like the, mm-hmm. he does a good job on a social media when he's on it doing it. I think he does a really good job. I want to hear more from Yelly. Like he's, a, yeah. he's such a cool cat, you know, so collected and calm. And, you know, sometimes we think that he's just really quiet, but I've been, I've been around him where he lets loose and he's a funny dude. dude. He's really funny. Very yeah. funny. His humor is excellent. Very dry sense hey, of humor. Huh. The slide is I've been on the slide now. You think it's going to be more than it is. It yeah, kind of no, just happens and you're done. Yeah, it's, it's like the, uh, the slide at one of the lower end hotels that you'll end up staying at. And what? You know, like one of those little mini slides. And you're like, okay, well, this isn't a water park. It makes sense. You don't want like something dangerous out there. No. Bernie the Brewer's just falling off of it. And then that's they, bad. And They should put a parachute on him and have him just fly into the middle of the field. Let's see if he lands safely. Okay. All right, let's get it going. Reason I'm wearing an Angels hat. Shohei back on the mound for the first time in half number two. My gosh, the run he's been on lately. 6-0, .45 ERA, 58 strikeouts in his last six starts. But the more interesting thing about Shohei these days is that MLB.com's Mark Feinsand, who's a pretty connected reporter, said the Angels may entertain trading Otani because his value will never be higher than right now. Could show be on the go? My first initial reaction to this is like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like think, <laughs> think back Red Sox fans. No, you don't trade Babe Ruth, right? Like that's my first initial thought was this guy, this is why you own a team. You want the most entertaining team out there. You want the best players on your team. You got them. But then I started really thinking, you know, they have Mike Trout there. Rendon, those are massive contracts and Shohei you keep him if you think you can re-sign him. I think that's the whole thing. The Angels really have to figure out, can we re-sign him? Is he going to want to stay with us? If that's the case, then you just there's no trades ever. You want Shohei in an Angel uniform for the rest of his career. But if you're starting to get the idea that he wants to go play somewhere else, he wants to go play in the, in the other L.A. team or wherever, 
then yeah, I think you can start to entertain it. Now, this is similar to the Juan Soto thing. Like what kind of package do you have to put together for a Shohei Otani type player? It's got to be massive. Um, but, you know, if they do it now, there's two two years, essentially two postseason runs is what mm-hmm. the article I read said, which makes a lot of sense to me. Two postseason runs, if they do it now. If they wait till the offseason, it's one, the value gets less. If they're going to do it, I think now is the time. And again, to me, the only reason you would do it and even consider trading a guy like Shohei is if you don't think you can re-sign him. That's it. And I think they, I think they have an idea of that. So we'll see how it goes. So they have until August 2nd to extend him. Wow. I mean, it's not going to happen. Now you say that, Chris, then he's out. It's not going to happen. But how could you then keep him around? In good faith, the rest of the year is wasted. I mean, it's great to get the gate of Otani pitching every five or six days, but we went to an Otani start. I, I get it. It was against the Rays, and it was a four Tuesday, o'clock start o'clock. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, whatever it was. So I understand that it's not under the lights and when people have time, and if it's a Saturday night, you're going to get a jam-packed house, you would hope. But I don't think that happens every time Otani pitches anyway. So – I think that's the way you have to look at it. It's simply a business transaction at this point. He cannot walk. He cannot walk. He is a compensation pick for Shohei Otani. Please. And what are you going to get for him in the offseason? I, you know, I guess you could look at the Mookie Betts and the Francisco Lindor deals. And, you know, obviously the guy who's been the best part of the Mookie Betts deal has been Alex Verdugo. And he has been a very solid major league player in the Francisco Lindor deal. Andres Jimenez just started second base for the all-star game. And Ahmed Rosario has been a solid shortstop they'll never measure up to those guys. Certainly not Mookie. I mean, you could make an argument about Francisco Lindor who has a bit underperformed in New York. That's kind of what you're looking at. Yeah. I don't want to say I feel bad for the angels, but like, this is a very difficult situation for them to be in. I hope everyone can see that when you have a guy like Shohei, like I said, Clearly, you want him to be part of your organization for his entire career. But you're right, Chris. This is this is business. And sometimes you have to make business moves. And again, I keep going back to the Red Sox owner needing some money to finance a play, right? That was a business move. That didn't work out for them. I'm not saying the same thing's going to happen. The Angels are going to be cursed for 100 years. But also, I'm saying not saying that. I'm not saying it, but I'm saying it. Hey, that could happen. Here's the deal. For baseball, it'd be great if you got traded to a contender. It's simple. I think, I'm sorry, Angel fans. You've had enough years to fuck around with this thing. I feel for you guys immensely. They cannot get it right. Something has gone wrong. We've all poured our extra energies into rooting for you. That's not helping. So if he gets traded in the next 10 days or whatever it is, I don't know what the math is. I'm too stupid to figure that out when the calendar flips to a new month. Um, then great. He can be traded. And it'll be fascinating and it'll be great for baseball and it'll be shitty for the team in Anaheim. It'd be great for Shohei. Hell yes, it would be. <laughs> I guarantee you he's frustrated. Dude wants right, give to me win. a team. Give me a team. You know, and for all those people who are like, well, he didn't want to go play in New York and he didn't want to do this at the beginning. That's five, six years ago that he's making that's, that's that a different. That's a different, that's a different play. It's a right lifetime there. ago. He's now immersed himself over here in the culture. He understands what it means to be a major league baseball player. Totally different time. And people could change too. So maybe he's, he's feeling more confident about where he could live. I'm just imagining, man. I can't, I mean, he, you see him in an angels uniform. I can't imagine him in any other uniform, but it, it, 
If it does happen, Chris, yes, that's great for baseball. Could you imagine if Shohei Otani and Juan Soto get traded before the deadline, how amazing that would be for baseball? So good. Because they're just wasting I know. We'll have a lot to talk about, bro. Have a lot to talk about. All right, let's talk about this uh, very light schedule as we kind of eased back into the second half yesterday. But the Astros did sweep sweep the very quick doubleheader against the Yankees. So they finished the regular season five and two against the best team in baseball. Uh, Aaron Boone, let's get your reaction. I understand it's a big story. I understand the season we're in. It, it, it's not going to matter unless October so. We're going to, if we, if we happen to come back here in October, we're going to show up. We're going to expect to win. We think we're really good. They're really good. Don't overstate this. He says, don't overstate this. Do you agree with him? I tend to agree with Booney, but either side is going to have their take on what happened. You know, if you're the Astros and you go five and two against the Yankees and we're really close to even being, having a better record than that, Mm -hmm. you say, look, we took care of this team. When we come to the postseason, no problem. We know that we can beat them. If you're on the Yankees side, you say, you know what? We're a really good baseball team. Regular season doesn't matter. We'll see you in October. That's just the way you approach things. I don't, I, I don't think it matters. What I do think kind of matters more than this is the fact that the Yankees have been bounced by the Astros three times since 2015 in the playoffs. I think it was 2015, 2017, 2019. So there is that too. Like they got to get over the hump, not only in this regular season, which happened this year, but yeah, the postseason. I but think that's kind of like the. Why does that matter? That if anything, the, the regular season matchups where the guys who are going to com- be competing in this year's playoffs means more than when they got bounced in 2017. Like the, there's a lot of guys that have changed teams since then. I agree, but think about what happens with the Minnesota Twins and the Yankees. Those are all different teams. I used to think the exact same thing. Who cares what these guys did, you know, two years ago? But there's something going on there. The Yankees have the Twins numbers, and the Astros, you know, when I know there's been some stuff going on, but they've had the Yankees number in the postseason as well. So you can't be a Yankee fan and say that about the Twins and then not think that about the Astros too. Like, they do have to beat this team. They're very capable of beating this team in the postseason. But, you know. I don't think these two games or this regular season matters as much. The postseason, Booney's right. That's when it does matter. Do you think that the Yankees will be making moves because of what happened against the Astros in the regular season? No, I don't think so. I think they're going to make the, make the moves that they were always going to make. I don't think they change because of this season series, no. You don't think it's to try – I mean, they're trying to get to the World Series for the first time since 2009. It has been 13 years – since they made the final round of the playoffs. You don't think they're trying to figure out which team they know they've got to get past the Astros. They know it. The rest what of the you teams do? they what, look what's, at. And, what do you do? What, what moves you talk about? Like a real lockdown lefty reliever to get your own on out. Like that's kind of, that seems right. But well, no, I think they need an, I think they need another outfielder. I think a center fielder. I think a Brian Reynolds type. Once he's healthy can certainly help them out, make them a deeper lineup. They, Dude, did you see what they hit against the Astros in the season series? They were horrible. They led for two of the 64 innings. They two. And that's when yeah, they one guy's not going to change twice. that though. One guy's not going to change that. And I don't think you have to look at it like that. I think you, you have to improve your team no matter what. It doesn't just because you lost the Astros, you're not going to improve your team. Like you're going to improve your team because you know that you're deficient in an area. So they're going to go after the people regardless of what happened. If they swept these two games, you know, are we talking the same way? But they didn't. 
I mean, if if my aunt had a, you know what, she'd be my well, uncle. I, mean, I love I can't, that saying, by the way. I, we, we we've been talking about the Yankees and their upgrades they need to make before these two games. Like okay. they're gonna make the same upgrades. The one thing I'll say, like, yeah, if they want to go and try to shut down Jordan, like go get a go get. I mean, he hits lefties and righties, so it doesn't matter. By the way, go we, find someone Jordan can't hit and go try to trade for him. Guy didn't see live pitching for two weeks and his first at bat back. You know, they they brought him in to pinch hit in the first game and they intentionally walked him. And then in the second game. He hits an opposite field home run in the first live pitching he's seen in two weeks. Can you just as a former ball player, how much respect you must have for something like that? He's a monster, dude. And it's because of the, his approach to the play. Like we talk about it here. He's never off balance. He's his head is so still. He sees the ball so well and he just can repeat things. And that's not something that, I mean, that's the elite of normal. the elite can do that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Even even you're a professional baseball player and you're one of the top hitters in the game, you're still going to look foolish a lot. Like Jordan's one of the guys that doesn't look foolish. And and because of that, he's able to take those long layoffs and just come right back into the fold. I was definitely not like that. Like a lot of my stuff, I had to have my timing perfectly. For Jordan, every, all the movements are so simple and compact and everything works together. And, and he's able just to come back and see the pitch, hit the pitch, basically. All right, best game of the day yesterday was Dodgers and Giants. San Francisco had a remarkable comeback. I think they were down 5 nothing in the seventh. They came back from five runs down. They ended up taking a lead. Darren Ruff with a grand slam to tie it. They went ahead. They took a one-run lead. Dodgers end up tying it on a Trace Thompson triple, which is not easy to say. Holy smokes. Trace Thompson triple. Oh, that is tough. Trace Thompson triple. But the big news was Mookie Betts hit the go-ahead three-run homer and made a diving catch to cement the win. Is it possible, even though he makes $365 million, that we (laughs) underappreciate Mookie Betts? I don't think so, man. I think he's appreciated just the right way. If I said, hey, what's Mookie? Like, what? Give me a tier for Mookie in, in baseball. I think we'd all say he's a top five player. I know, but what, how, higher, like, how much higher can you go? But when, maybe it's because when we mention the best players in the game, I don't know. Sometimes I think he, best players in the game, you go Trout, you go Judge, you go Shohei, you go Mookie. I, I think those are the who else is in that category. I can't even include my guy, Jordan, because he's a DH basically, but right. I'd say those three guys, and or those four guys, excuse me. Mm-hmm. I think maybe because part of it is part of the reason I get stuck on this is because we dive so deep into numbers, right? We use OPS, OPS plus, you know, all, all sorts of stuff, weighted runs created all that. And they all have their place in this sport. I think to appreciate Mookie bets, you just have to watch him. Forget about every stat because is there anything he doesn't do exceptionally well? No, I mean, he does everything the right way. And this goes beyond baseball, too. He's just one of those people. Right. He, he can, is. He just can do everything well. He's an athlete. You know, he's not your typical athletic frame, which is kind of cool to watch mm-hmm. him kind of run around. What is he listed at? 5'9, 180. He ain't a big dude. Uh, but yeah, we watch him on the baseball. He can run, he can play defense, he can, you know, obviously hit, hit with power. And he's got a knack for big moments. He's, confident like that like if he goes through some ruts he's it's he's that's why the Dodgers traded for him and and you know gave up a lot for him at the time uh he's that good of a player man I mean and, and that, yeah, he, he, 
gave him 365 million. Say, he's got the contract. So he's got the contract, man. Like I think he's I think he's valued just right. Um, when you go to a team like LA that is full of kind of like superstars, that takes a little bit off of your shine, which is mm. kind of good for Mookie, I think, too. Yeah. I would agree with that. I would but agree dude, with he's, that. People in LA love him. Hopefully, I think he's supposed to be moving in my neighborhood. That's the rumors I'm hearing. Oh, really? Maybe Mookie. So he's moving on friends. up because he lives in my neighborhood right now. God, I need to get out of this neighborhood. I'm not famous enough to live here. Yeah, you're you're on your way out. I'm out. I'm fucking out. McVeigh, Cooper Cup, Stafford. I mean, we're basically going to be having the Rams. Who else? Plouf. Plouf. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't roll off the tongue <laughs> same, the same guys. way. Not the same. Hey guys. By the way, did you see the Rams rings? Very nice. Holy Very nice. shit. You take off the top and it's SoFi Stadium in there? Badass, dude. Damn. What did you expect? I think like Odell Beckham helped design them or something. You knew they were going to be kind of crazy. They're good. That's a good That's a good one. The problem is with those rings, they're so big. They're too big. They yeah, look you're, like not, you're not wearing that thing around. You no. know, that's going in the trophy case. Yeah. They should make smaller ones to wear around. I'm going to look up Mookie's. I'm sorry. I'm just... How much money did he, does he have? 365 is what he signed for. Did he get well, to 400 for, million though? Like career? In his I career? Did. Let me yeah, see. Yeah, because it's going to be close because oh, there were a couple years in Boston where he was Chris, like, Chris. What? 105.3 so far. He still has 319 to go. <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. He can live in your community. Yeah, he can. Dude, sell. Holy. Tell them your house. That's not big enough. No, it's not. Nice, nice crib. What about Mookie? It's Mookie sized. It is. <laughs> Everything drawn to scale here. <laughs> okay, uh, full slate. Thankfully, American League. There's a couple of real interesting series to get going. Which one catches your eye more? Toronto at Boston, Cleveland on the south side of Chicago. Oh, these are both good series. I'm going to go with the central series here. Cleveland and Chicago, I think. Is it even it's a four-gamer? There's a doubleheader tomorrow. Yeah, there's a doubleheader tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at the White Sox. And I, I don't really I – don't, I don't mean to be mean, Chris, but the Guardians kind of just like don't enter my brain when I'm thinking about the AL Central. And I, and I think that's wrong. That's wrong of me. But I'm just very curious. I don't know if it's because I picked them, but it's not because I picked them. It's because we look at their roster and how good they are, and they just haven't – gotten there yet we're hoping for a second half surge from the white Sox, and it can start this weekend so i'm into it i want to see that you know the toronto red Sox series is good i love after the break you know the guys come out you can line up your pitching and you're getting the guys you're getting gossiping you're getting manoa to throw Um, but for me i want to see the white Sox go i want to see lance lynn figure some stuff out and i want to see them get hot so i'm going to go with the chicago guardian series yeah, I mean, obviously, since I'm a Guardians fan, that's the one. Uh, the thing about Boston and Toronto, do you know that Boston went the entire first half without winning a divisional series? It's crazy. I mean, it sounds virtually impossible, doesn't it? It's just good teams in that division, dude. So, you know. It's but not one? Go sometimes. Yeah, it's – you think you'd run into one. Right. Two out of three, win something. The thing about Chicago – and we talked about it a little bit before the break was that their upcoming schedule, like yes. I think you're going to just see them start to take off. And it wouldn't surprise me if in about three weeks, they lead this division by four games, three games. It wouldn't shock me 
because they play six of their next seven and 10 of their next 13 series are against teams with no better than a 500 record. The 500 team they play is Baltimore. Everybody else has a losing record. That's I, if they get, if they have a good series against Cleveland, mm-hmm. got two at Colorado, they go to Oak or they have Oakland for three at home, Kansas city at Texas, like again, against Kansas city again, and then Detroit, like this is white Sox. We got to go now. If you're going to yeah. go at all, you got to go now. If, if they come through this and they're 500, I think we got to be out on the white Sox. Mm. Like they got to go. Well, they got to go or somebody's got to go if they don't get it going relatively soon. <laughs> you're, you're right about that. Yeah. Go get Shohei. Everyone's want, Shohei's on the market, guys. Don't do that to me. What is Ooh. happening, dude? What is happening? Where is Shohei going to go? He could go to the team that he's pitching against tonight, the Atlanta Braves. Atlanta Braves get Shohei. Cardinals get Soto. I mean, it's that changes the entire the landscape get- of baseball. How about if Shohei goes to Atlanta and Juan Soto goes to New York, the Mets? Game on in the NL East. All this time, you know, we've been spent on this show trying to figure this league out. It would all be for naught if these two guys change organizations and go to some of these teams. The entire landscape of baseball changes. I know. That's what I want. That's what I need. You do want that. You want chaos, man. Oh, I, it's more more than chaos. I want something interesting. Please, how many how many more Nationals games? Are you watching? You're not tuning in just to go see Juan Soto. You might do it occasionally for Shohei when he pitches and stuff. But well, Juan Soto's definitely getting traded. I think there's no doubt about that now. Really? I, I've changed my tune. I think yeah. he's definitely in trade. The Shohei thing seems so rushed. And unless they were have been working on this behind the scenes for a while. Possible. Yeah. By the way, this is my least favorite uh, day. It happens several times a year when Giolito pitches against Cleveland. I've told him this. And he's like, no, you want them to hit homers against me. I was like, really? Because we're recording an episode on Monday. You think it's fun reaching out to you after you get your balls kicked in occasionally? <laughs> like, how am I supposed to do that? I know everybody's like, well, root for a 2-1 win where Giolito gives up one run in seven innings, and then they get the run out of the, out of the bullpen. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly how you want to root for a game. Like, taking the under, that's so fun. I'm going to get you a split jersey, a Giolito and a Guardians jersey. Just oh, see? Proud Papa. Yeah, now we're. Who thinking. do you want on? Who do you want uh, on the hedges. Guardian side? That's right, Hedges Giolito. Boom. That would be a great get. Do you think the company could get that for me? I think we could. Yeah, we're capable. Okay. I should ask. I should ask Jake when he's under some foreign substance. Like all the time. He got something different going on, that guy. I don't know. He, he drank some paint growing up. Before we get out of here, I want to give a little love to Edwin Diaz. A remarkable mm. story that our intern Alden Stone found in The Athletic about what happened in Tuesday's All-Star game. David Bednar, who was a first-time All-Star of the Pirates, got up in the fourth inning. He was called basically like the fixer. All right, that's what happens. They're using starting pitchers the first five innings or so. But there is a reliever who gets up if one of the starting pitchers gets in trouble because they don't want him throwing too many pitches. That guy happened to be Tony Gonsolin, who gave up the back-to-back homers. And so Bednar got up, and then Gonsolin wiggled out of it, and he sat down. You don't think much of it, but when you get up and start to get hot, is what they call it in the baseball world, Brian Snicker did not want to get a guy hot and then sit him down. He didn't think it was fair to do to his team. 
the Pirates. Yeah. Well, later in the game, Edwin Diaz is like, listen, I pitched in the All-Star game in 2018. I want David Bednar to get my inning later in the game. So he went to the bullpen coach, France, who called uh, Kranitz, the pitching coach, and said, hey, listen, these guys want David Bednar to take Edwin Diaz's inning. Check with Snit. It ended up working out. David Bednar did not know Edwin Diaz before the All-Star game. And he said afterward, man, that just shows you what type of dude he is, what type of teammate. I can't thank him enough. It seems like a little thing and maybe not that big to everybody that's just a fan. They're like, oh, what's the big deal? We always talk about making memories in this game. Edwin Diaz gave David Bednar the memory of a lifetime, perhaps. And for that, I applaud him. 100%. What a cool move by them. Uh, I think there was some other guys in the bullpen going and asking about it too. That's what yep. I read. And yeah, this is going to be Bednar's biggest game. He pitched pitches all year, and to and for Edwin to have that foresight and to understand kind of what was going on, it's it's just, except it's exceptional, and just goes to show you there's like a little bit of reliever brotherhood out there. When you're out in there in the bullpen, man, there's just something different. You know, you you understand the trials and tribulations of being out there, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, I got the Pirates uh, head on too right now. That's nice. Tyler Anderson, Miles Michaelis were other guys that were pushing for it out there. So uh, some respect on their names as well. But Edwin Diaz, it sounded like, was the ringleader because that was going to be his inning. And Bednar ended up taking it, which I just think is just awesome. It's, it's really a good cool. little story. Good little story. All right, what do you have coming up? Uh, are we doing Talking Baseball today after this show's over? Talking Baseball today. Kind of going to be an interesting episode. We don't have a lot of games to recap, so we'll just hit some big topics. We'll probably talk about Shohei and Soto and the trade. And, and I know we're going to go over an article that Eno Sarah's put out about the three true outcomes being down this year. Mm -hmm. Saw that. So we're going to talk that. about that and kind of what's going on and our take on if it's going to continue. So it'll be a good episode. What about you? Well, our trade episode came out, and it did exceptionally well right out of the gate. It is a fun episode. Ashlyn is the defending champ. Jerry Blevins is there making picks. Uh, Shea Station fame and SNY and played Major League Baseball too. And Josh oh, Tomlin, cool. world champion with the Atlanta Braves. He was hilarious. He was really funny. Very understated guy, but people really enjoyed him. Uh, by the way, I'm not going to give away my picks. We will put them out later today so you can see it and, and we'll keep scores. Everybody gets traded because there's a points value chart. Um, but I do have need David some Bednar. trades, man. When are these trades coming? You mentioned that this would be the most important inning that David Bednar pitches all year. It won't be according to me because I have him being traded somewhere. It's so true. I don't know why I said that. I hope he does go somewhere and I hope he's pitching in October. Yeah. And to me, it made a lot of sense, but I don't know. Even Brady, he looked at my team and he goes, and Josh, they both looked at it. They were like, you did pretty well, dad. Like your shit makes sense, which is exactly why I'm going to finish in fourth place. Yeah, are they looking to buy like a new iPad or something? No, 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 they had they had me at hello. <laughs> I did, you know, I'm the worst when it comes to that stuff. Uh, we just taped an episode with Stephen Brault, who is back in the major leagues, which is awesome. So happy for him, and he was, I mean, he's really funny. He's just so he is good. funny. I had I had to ask him the weirdest question ever on the wheel of moderately interesting things. The category is called Stranger Things, and he landed on it, and it was gross. Quite the question. I want to spin right. that thing. Yeah, you can. If you ever come on as a guest, absolutely. Yeah, how about me? People are You're sick of hearing don't, don't bring me on. People are sick of me, 100%. No, they love you. They love you. 
All right, special shout out to producer extraordinaire, the newly quaffed Dan Rourke, and our summer intern, Alden Stone, who always does an amazing job. For Trevor Plouffe, I'm Chris Rose. We will see you Monday here on Baseball Today, presented to you by Shady Rays.